Luki, what has your life on Hi-Fi? Mentorship has my life on Hi-Fi. You're listening to Life on Hi-Fi, the podcast. And I'm your host, Dominic Justina. I'm a 20-something who was very self-conscious and insecure. But I've decided that I am never going back. It really doesn't matter if I create a masterpiece or not. It doesn't matter who likes it. As long as I'm enjoying the process, that's all that matters. Follow me as we talk about relationships, love, purpose, passion, you name it. Focusing on what you have versus what you don't have uh, can be a huge game changer. Let's commit to living our best lives together, shall we? Now, my dad is a musician and my mom is an entrepreneur. So to me, career paths have always been about creating. Life has been about creating. I'm, I'm not restricting this to art. I mean, creating opportunities, creating your own title, creating um, your own success, creating and building those relationships. Part of being a creator is generating success. And I mean, generating success on your terms. So today I sit with millennial career coach and author, Luki Danu Cariento. Now, Luki faced a quarter career crisis and decided to drop his industry job to follow what he loves, which is coaching and mentoring. I don't know about you, but I'm definitely ready to take some notes. So without further ado, let's dive in. If you're ever in Indonesia and need a resourceful worker, then you can ask for a Danu Karyanto. Please explain to listeners who you are. So I am Luki Danu Karyanto. Uh, Indonesian is where I'm from. Um, most people are curious about the last name. And kind of the fun fact about me is that when my dad was born, his last name was Tan. So for those who are familiar with Chinese last names, I'm actually a Chan. And he decided to be creative and change it to Danu Karyanto. So, you know, what I found interesting is that when we first met, mm -hmm. I had approached you and I wanted to talk about the fear of failure. And you had said, um, but why just failure? Because there's also the fear of success, or just fear in general. And I was thinking about the fear of success, actually. And um, I think it's less talked about and it's harder to detect. I think so. I think there's a, a growing need. And, and again, this is just anecdotal. I don't have any scientific research that backs me up. But there are a lot of folks where, as you dig, dig into it, uh, they realize, and, and um, I have a firm belief that everyone has uh, amazing potential inside them, mm -hmm. right? And oftentimes, they're almost uh, afraid to, to let that out uh, because they are comfortable in their life. They're, they're doing well. They have good friends. They have good family. And they have all this uh, uh, kind of luxury around them when it might not be a uh, very wealthy luxury but they have everything they need and if they actually unleash kind of that potential and, and the magnificence are in them then that might change all of it and they would be kind of catapulted into this this area where uh, they might not feel that they're, they're ready for uh, what if I am in the spotlight what if I'm not uh, ready for it and then it turns into that kind of imposter syndrome type of thing where it, it's and then it has a different sort of uh, connotation of, of, of failure where um, you almost want to sabotage yourself so that you can kind of keep to that uh, comfort level that, that you've had and uh, not let the other people down because the, the challenge is when 
you become successful and the other people around you aren't necessarily as successful, then sometimes there's a bit of resentment there where, well, uh, I was kind of in the same place as you. Why aren't I just as successful? So for me, what I, I try to do is, is elevate people and, and bring them along for the for the ride and, and for the journey. Mm-hmm. Well, and let's let's work on it together and let's figure out how we can get to where you want to be. And not everyone's vision of success is the same thing. And that's one of the challenge where if you try to define success, what is it? Is it, is it is it a title? Is it a job? Is it a this and that? And depending on, on how you view it and and your view of it will change over time, uh, we'll, we'll color that. So uh, the stereotypical one of you're, you're a celebrity with millions, billions of dollars type of thing um, might not be the, the right definition of success for, for you. But uh, Now everybody wants to be famous. So. I don't know about that. I don't know about that. Really? I feel, I mean, famous versus being successful. So with all the attention of being watched by paparazzi and just the public and not having the freedom to do what you want without other people <laughs> knowing about it, I feel like that is kind of intimidating to some people. Yeah, everyone has their own definition of success. And yeah, you have to realize that it doesn't have to be that you're on the cover of a magazine or have a street named after you or a statue or whatever that sort of thing. It doesn't have to go to that level. But if uh, someone comes back to you after a, a long life and said, hey, you really impacted me and made a difference in my life, that to me is, is success, right? So I'm just figuring out how to do that for as many people as I can. So. I think that if we all developed a mindset, a similar mindset to the one you have adapted, which is to help others and to uplift others as we kind of move into a space of becoming the best versions of ourselves together, then that would be amazing. Instead of seeing it as competition. And I think for for me, I mean, just to to clarify, I'm by no means judging anybody, right? Again, because success is based on particular perspective. I I think everyone is successful, right? They're doing the best they they can with the resources they have and based on the decisions that they've made, right? And it's up to them to say, hey, I want to make different decisions and make different choices to to do different things with with my life. So so what I try to do is, is... Provide people with options and saying, hey, why don't you try this? Uh, and why couldn't you do this? Uh, because a lot of people are on what I call cruise control for their life. The, the typical expectation is you go to school, go to university, graduate, get a job, uh, get married, have kids, uh, have a two-car garage in the suburbs, <laughs> white picket fence and a dog type of thing, and <laughs> everything is good. Well, that's cool that that works. And and as long as you're happy and as long as that's what you want, um, I'm more worried about the people who said are thinking about what if what if I could be doing this or I know that I could be doing that Uh, and really opening up to the possibilities that, hey, why don't you And, and, and sort of work. So, yeah, I mean, all of that is very interesting conversation. And and what I would want to do is encourage people to think more about are they doing things because they want to be doing it or are they doing things because it's the expectation for them to be doing that sort of mm-hmm. stuff and, and when you said that i was raising my hand because like i'm definitely one of those people <laughs> <laughs> the just the cycle it just scares me the expectations that are already out there they kind of scare me because i feel that my path doesn't necessarily align with that and you know, it's 
it's like kind of scary stepping off that pathway and deciding to do something that you truly enjoy. Yeah. Yeah. It's definitely a challenge because, uh, I mean, society has evolved for um, a bunch of years where that's kind of the expectation. But uh, if you actually thinking think about it like evolutionarily, like it's it's very recent that people are wanting to, like even the inventions of, of, of university is only a couple hundred years old at most. And the popularity of it is probably in the, the, the 40s or 50s type of thing, right? So all this this notion is is, is a very modern um, type of thing. Whereas, I mean, back uh, in in the medieval times, people just wanted a farm, make sure that the, the crop was bountiful, and then um, continue on with their life and and find uh, kind of the nice little luxuries in life that that they could they could be happy, right? But in 2018, with like the internet and and all this technology and everything, there's so many more options. Yeah, and I would say that this is a, a sweet spot for people who don't feel like the status quo is for them in terms of their career. Because mm-hmm. there's so much so much um, room for us to experiment. And especially with social media and the online platform, even with this podcast, mm-hmm. there, there are ways to earn without following the way that everybody has been doing it for years before us. So mm-hmm. I feel like it's a really interesting time. Yeah, it's definitely one where uh, you have options. So would you rather be making uh, whatever $80,000 as an accountant or be making $50,000 as a podcaster? Mm. And you know, my friend and I have said it before. <laughs> We're just like, if we don't try, how will we ever know? And that's one thing that definitely helped me in my decision. Like I'm significantly older <laughs> but uh, I at, at that point had um, was, was married and, and was having kids but my kind of revelation is that at this point I, I said to myself that I will never have any more energy than I do now <laughs> because if you kind of hit 25 and it kind of goes downhill from there oh, <laughs> <laughs> and then when I when I uh, I also said that right now I will never have any less responsibility like I said, I was having a second kid was going to come. They're all going to go to college. I'm going to have to pay for that and blah, 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 blah. Right. So yeah. when you're young, uh, take some time to do things that uh, you would want to make sure that you don't regret not doing later. Mm. Right. So to, to your point, I think that the spot on where you can always plug back into the machine later on. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And uh, yeah, there, there's tons of opportunity out there. The pain of, of, of doing weighs ounces uh, and the pain of regret weighs tons. And, and I've, I've adopted that quote uh, probably to a, a one extreme where I said, uh, where I say to myself, like, I have honestly never failed in my life. And then I follow on with the, I have just learned a lot. <laughs> <laughs> so just taking it as a perspective of it's it's not failure, it's just learning. Yes. I did a, a lot of soul searching, self reflecting, and, and speaking to mentors. And and what I found that I was good at was coaching and and mentoring others. And I was a good consultant because I quote unquote coached my clients, right? And I found there was a need uh, when I would be at info sessions at universities. I would be speaking to folks, and and th- I would ask them, well, why do you want to be a consultant? And they would say, oh, I want to be a consultant because of blah 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 blah. And then I'd kind of pause them and say, hold on, hold on. Why do you really want to be a consultant? And then, yeah, and that's the question, right? <laughs> yeah, and then their their breath kind of softens and they kind of relax and they go, uh, because I, I couldn't be a doctor, lawyer, accountant, uh, engineer type of thing. And, uh, 
a consultant seemed like a, the next best thing, and my dad was one, or my brother was one, or something like that. Mm-hmm. I would ask them the the uh, follow on question. Well, well, what do you actually want to be? And they would say like like a chef or or a, an artist or something that wasn't uh, kind of the the typical career path uh, for for millennials, the acceptable ones. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So there was a lot of folks where. If they only knew the opportunities and the choices out there, then uh, they would probably lead to have a, a better life. So back to today, and I'm now uh, a lecturer at uh, Centennial. I do stuff uh, with most of the universities and college across uh, the GTA. I, I wrote a book, uh, Stuff I Wish I Knew Earlier, which is basically chronicles all the stuff I wish I knew earlier <laughs> in school. And uh, I'm going to build an app for that to basically create a, a Lukey bot or a mentor bot, kind of a Lukey in your pocket type of thing, which I'm hoping is going to transform uh, kind of education in, 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 in all honesty and uh, make it a little bit uh, more of a focus on soft skills. Mm-hmm. Uh, as growing up, I was the total opposite, <laughs> being a computer scientist and all. I didn't, I didn't understand the value of it. But now that I know. And, and when you say soft skills, could you explain what you mean? Um, soft skills are more like. Uh, communication, time management, uh, emotional intelligence and empathy, kind of the, the softer people part of it, uh, of, of, of yourself. Mm, okay. So yeah. things that haven't yet found a, a good test for you to do it or a diff- good approach. But actually science has been evolving pretty well where there are actually more and more studies and, and proven studies on, on certain uh, approaches to make different types of soft skills. Uh, something like, like charisma, being charismatic they've actually broken it down to i think seven different components and you can actually teach someone to be more charismatic Mm -hmm. and it's amazing so So, um i guess long and short of it it's kind of like what we say when we have on our resume interpersonal skills Mm -hmm. okay that's a big component of it for sure yeah and again it's, it's a lot of the stuff that's uh the most important parts of of being successful in your career, but it's not necessarily weighted as heavily or aren't necessarily taught in schools. Mm-hmm. Right? And most of the successful people, they figure it out one way or another, and they end up finding other people to do uh, kind of the hard skills. So. <laughs> yeah. And then one of the other things that I wish school taught us more about money management, but we'll get we'll get to that at the end. I'm just so sure, excited yeah, to yeah. dive in. Um, but listening to your story again, um, I just wanted to go back a bit. So you I know that you almost fill out your co-op program in your first year, but then mm-hmm. thanks. For that up, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but then you ended up graduating and getting a job straight out of university as a coder. So can you talk me through mm-hmm. your university ex- experience and some hurdles you faced and how you overcame them? Yeah, so a lot of this is is do as I say, not what I did, because I actually didn't have a very good, well, in my opinion, university experience. My conversation with Lukey takes a dive into his book titled The Stuff I Wish I Knew Earlier, a tell-all manual of the things that he wished he knew when he was in school. Tune in for some more gems in part two. And remember, if you're enjoying this so far, please subscribe to Life on Hi-Fi on iTunes. Also, if you find it worth leaving a review or rating the podcast i'd really appreciate it keep up with life on hi-fi on social media on instagram facebook and twitter at life on hi-fi stay gucci stay fly and keep creating